I'm that not-so-famous bow-tie blogger known as Forsaken Ferret, and this is another episode of the Forsaken Film Review. What is the Forsaken Film Review, you ask? Well, it's a program where I review movies by looking at its story, character, execution, nuance, and entertainment values. And with Mother's Day coming up, I thought it would be a great idea to look at a movie with some motherling themes. Which movie do you ask? Well, I'm going to look at 2006's Silent Hill. Honey, sometimes when you go to sleep, you go on a little walk. And sometimes you talk about a place. I don't remember. That's why we're going to go there. So you can remember. going on here. This place is completely cut off. Only the dark one opens and closes the door to Silent Hill. Hey! Where is she? I'm trying to find my wife. She looks exactly like Sharon. Why? the darkness of hell. It's okay, baby. Mommy's coming. The story of Silent Hill draws inspiration from Konami's Silent Hill video game series. Some of the game's characters and many of the music and sound are carried over into the film nicely. Uh, like the games, the adaptation is self-contained, but builds on the themes and backstories created by the previously introduced storylines. The focus of this story is on a mother named Rose, whose adopted daughter appears to be having visions of a town called Silent Hill. Uh, they eventually get to the town only to be separated, and Rose must find a way to rescue her daughter while learning about the town's unusual and dark history. We learn that the story's events had actually taken place about 30 years before the start of the movie. A mother has a child out of wedlock and the child is tormented throughout her life as a result because her mother won't reveal the name of the father. Later, the young daughter is even accused of being a witch 
and is burned in a ritual uh, purification by the town's cult. Unfortunately, something goes wrong with the ritual and a disfigured Alessa is taken into an intensive care unit where she's greeted by a demon or possibly even the devil himself uh, with a proposition to get revenge on the town. Their pact sends the townsmen into a hellish alternate reality shaped by Alessa's pain and hate. And like Alessa, Silent Hill is fractured into additional worlds, uh, a gray Silent Hill or the fog world and a black hill or black Silent Hill, uh, which is also known as the other world. Meanwhile, protected by their faith, the townsmen led by Christabel hide from the dark Alessa in a constant game of cat and mouse. That is until the light Alessa is compelled to return to the town with Rose, giving Alessa uh, the means to finally fulfill her revenge against the townsmen or the brethren. The character of Rose is played by Rada Mitchell, seeking to cure her daughter from chronic nightmares of Silent Hill. She decides to take her daughter to the titular town. Uh, she's an extremely brave mother and will do anything in order to free her daughter from the town's grass, even going so far as making a pact herself. Another mother in the film is uh, Delilah Gillespie, played by Deborah Kara Unger. She's the mother of Alessa. Dahlia represents the mother that fails to protect her daughter from the nightmares that befall her. She's a great contrast to Rose, who represents that strong defender who will stop at nothing to keep her daughter safe. Jodell Furlan plays three roles in this film. Uh, she plays the light Alessa, or Sharon, who is Rose's daughter. Uh, she also plays a younger Alessa, who is Dahlia's daughter. And then she also plays dark Alessa, who is the dark half of Alessa, created as the result of the pact with the devil or demon. She essentially becomes the daughter of the disfigured Alessa, uh, whom is controlling Silent Hill at this time. At the time of the movie's uh, release or so, there had been much controversy on whether Sharon was the biological daughter of the disfigured Alessa. Uh, she becomes this strange, holy trinity of sorts, being the daughter, sister, and self all at the same time. Most fans simply feel that uh, Sharon is just a manifestation of Alessa's remaining goodness. In the film's sequel, it is even revealed that Sharon was meant to have the life that Alessa never got to have. That said, there appears to have been some secondary motivations as well because her return to the town years later allows Alessa to resolve her situation with the town. The main antagonist of Silent Hill is a character called Christabella, played powerfully by Alice Krieger. In many aspects, she is the mother of the brethren because she controls and shapes the cult's actions before and after the start of the film. Those of you that are looking for characters from the game will be somewhat disappointed that there are a lot of new characters in the film. That said though, many of the characters uh, in the game are proxied in the movie by the new characters that were created. Rose, for example, is a new character. Uh, she represents the hero Harry Mason from the first game, with Cheryl of the game as our Sharon in the film. 
uh, Christopher, Sharon's father, does become Harry Mason in the sequel, though. And Sharon will become the character from the games as well uh, to kind of tie the game in better. Christabella, meanwhile, is also a new character. She takes on the Dahlia role in the game because the movie needed Dahlia to be a weak mother to Rose's strong one. Uh, Christabella sort of has to fill in the gap. Besides the monsters, one of the only few characters that seem to have transferred from the game entirely is Sybil Bennett, played by Laura Holden in the film. She plays a tough cop who helps the protagonist in our story. In an interview, Holden uh, states that she believes that her Sybil character would have wanted to be a mother, but was too busy with her work to pursue motherhood. And she certainly does uh, possess several wonderful qualities that people would want mothers to have, like that protective nature and a strong sense of morality. Another character that carried over from the games is uh, Lisa Garland, and she's played by Emily Lineham. Uh, She has a brief cameo in the film. Uh, Her character is called the Red Nurse, and she too possesses some of that caring motherly quality. At least that's what I think. Other than that, uh, I guess the iconic monsters did carry over. You have the nurses, you have Red Pyramid coming over from the game as well. Christoph Gans did a good job directing this film. The story stays true to the themes of the game, exploring that duality of man through right and wrong decisions, as well as through the exploration of revenge. Special effects were great, and I thought were handled quite well in this film. A lot of care went into the detail of this film. They tried to keep the music similar, for example. Uh, The director had wanted to use uh, music straight from the games, but was uh, contractually obligated to use a different uh, composer. So uh, what he did is he had uh, the composer take the original music and remix it and sort of got the ability to keep all of the game's music, but still was within her the contract obligations that he had to fulfill. Uh, some of the familiar sounds were also there, like the siren, and I thought that was a welcoming touch for fans of the game, and it also adds this eerie touch for newbies that don't know anything about the game. And I thought that also having us revisit a lot of familiar settings of the game was also a wonderful choice. I like the makeup work and the monster choreography as well. I thought all of that was extremely top-notch. And there's also the fact that a lot of sets had three different looks to them. You had the normal world look, you had the fog world look, and then you had the outer world look. But without this, I doubt the film would have had as much of a nuance impact that it has. Uh, Doing less than the three distinct worlds would simply fail to do the film justice. The concept of of three is huge in this film. Uh, You have the three worlds that I've mentioned before, uh, but you also have the three Alessas. You have Sharon, Alessa, and Dark Alessa, uh, who are in many ways representative of the different Silent Hills as well. So you have the clean but empty Silent Hill of today, You also have the Fog World, which is a slightly dangerous and disfigured version of Silent Hill. And and then finally, you have that evil, dark and corrupted version of Silent Hill, which is still beautiful in a bit of an eerie way. And finally, 
you have those three main mothers. You have Rose, Dahlia, and Alessa. Other than that, I would have to say I just really loved the way the film ended uh, because it had a very game-ending vibe to me. Entertainment-wise, I thought Silent Hill was very entertaining. There was a lot to absorb in this film, and I'm always seeing more things with it. Now, much of the things that would be confusing in the film are later explained in the sequel, but I don't think you really need to watch the sequel to enjoy this film, especially if you're looking for something that makes you think, and so you can kind of decide for yourself what the story is really about. There were a few things that were gory in this film, but for the most part, the film is like the game in that it has a lot of ambient horror appeal through sounds and visuals. Well, I better take a small break now, and when I get back, I'll give you my individual scene rating scores as well as my overall bow tie score. I'll see you in a few. Welcome back, and as promised, I'll go over my individual scene ratings, as well as the overall score for Silent Hill. Story-wise, I give this story a 4 out of 5. I love the layers of complexity in this film. I think it was cleverly constructed, and it keeps to the themes of the source material well. Character-wise, I give this film a 5 out of 5. There's just simply strong performances from everyone in the cast. And I especially love the contrast of Rose versus Dahlia's mothering styles. It was just a, a great character focus, and it really set a tone for this film character-wise that I really enjoyed. Execution-wise, I give the film a 4 out of 5. Uh, Nuance gets a 4 out of 5 as well. There were great emotions all around, and I really love that motherhood theme of creation and destruction, birth and death. 
Entertainment gets, of course, a five out of five as well. I've watched this film many times and I still enjoy watching it uh, over and over again. So my overall score is 4.4 bow ties out of five. It's certainly a film that I don't mind owning, and it's probably one that I would get in uh, as the media technology improves. Well, that's it for my special Mother's Day episode of Forsaken Film Reviews. I'd like to take a small moment to say that uh, I, I really do love you, Mom, and I really appreciate all the things that you do for me. Uh, so, yeah, happy Mother's Day. And with that said, if you want to know more about me, be sure to check out ForsakenFilmReviews.com. Uh, I also am on Twitter and Facebook as well. And if you like this review, please rate and share it with all your friends. Your support is truly helpful in keeping me going. And don't forget to check out the other wonderful podcasts that are offered on the Astro Radio Z Network. And you can find them on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, as well as almost all the podcasting services. So until next time, I hope to see you again with another Forsaken Film Review. Review.